if, if so, bump somebody. Alright, thanks. Alright, love you, man. Bye. I got my MTV out. Savage! I'm a savage! Oh! I'm a savage! Whatever I want, I'm going to get! Whatever I want, I have to get! Philosophical question. You know how they say, like, absolute power corrupts people absolutely? Do you think there's something like in the process of attaining like that amount of wealth or that amount of power that just you just kind of get so much in this pattern of you always get your way. So you just kind of start thinking that it don't matter. Like I, I always get my way, like because at first, like people literally throw themselves at you, throw things at you, give you gifts, give you all this love, especially men in power. We're not going to sit up here and act like women don't throw themselves at them all the time. So do you think it would corrupt most people? Yes. Mm. Very, very simple, straightforward answer. Yes. I like that you said that. What he has access to is probably unfathomable to most of us regular people. And then imagine if somebody tells him no. Like, how does he react? Oh, you're finding a way around that. It's like, what you mean, no? You know, somebody like tells him no. In any, in any given situation, just like pick a situation. Somebody tells him no. What do you think happens with Cassie, right? It's like, I don't like the work that came out of this plastic surgery. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, so, and again, allegations. Um, allegations. Protecting ourselves. It's a red flag. You know, it's some, it's yeah. some, it's some meat on the bone here. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. Absolutely. I mean, but, but with that being said, welcome to Waving the Red Flag, the number one old man body deterioration and good guy podcast um, mm. in the world. Uh, we are indeed one of the podcasts of all time. Um, so glad to have one you here. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of them. You, you cannot dispute that fact. Uh, one of so, the, the podcasts of all time. Absolutely. Irrefutable, undisputable facts. Can't knock it. Can't knock mm -mm. it. And, and tonight you have Alvin, you have Josh, um, Eddie actually came down with a bout of bubonic plague. Um, he's currently in isolation, um, recovering very slowly. Um, luckily it is 2023 and, um, he should be, he should be white as rain. That's basically fixed by a shot now, you know? So he's all good. Okay. Okay. So yep. he just needs to shit it out pretty much. Basically. Okay. Basically. That's fair. Yeah. I was yeah. concerned. At first. Yeah, I was I was expecting him to be on here on like some Michael Jordan flu game type shit, you know, just like come on and just be like, <laughs> you, you know, you know how I do, baby, you know, <laughs> it's for the pod, baby. And he overgo. You know, I'm just as surprised as all the viewers that he's not on here. You know, I thought he had a, you know, a different constitution. I thought he was really mm. riding for this pot shit. Um, but you know, you thought he was a different animal, but the same beast. I feel it. Me too. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Kobe system type shit. You know, mm -hmm. but but here we are. Um. So with that being said, I will ask you, Josh. Is there any <laughs> of the topics that we have lined up <laughs> that that you in particular felt strongly about? Oh, what well, I'd say that was a clean lot, my boy. Um. Do you you want to talk about like the Diddy situation and like? How maybe not necessarily like going in depth with Diddy, but like how Fifty's going at it or whatever. I'm fine. yeah, I'm fine talking about it. But what, right. how is how how is from your perspective how is Fifty going about? Because like everything that I've seen about Fifty in the Diddy situation is referencing 
stuff that 50 was already historic like historically things that 50 said about diddy because 50's been standing yeah. on this shit for a long time oh. that diddy's a weirdo it meant oh yeah big, big facts big facts it was just um and it's not even like a, a shame 50 thing but i just ain't never seen a nigga go at another motherfucker like that when they under fire like 50 do like that motherfucker is a whole nother beast and the same animal or a whole nother animal and the same beast, whichever came first. Like, because for one, I mean, I think most people, you know what I mean? That nigga, he did a lot of shit. Yeah. He did some shit. It's it's too many it's too many similar overlapping stories about both. Yeah. yeah. It's too it's too many. Like, you know, one one story, you know, uh, you know, you probably have some plausible deniability. When it's like when you can go in the archives and find like fucking 10 motherfuckers saying the same shit about you, it's like, man, uh, yeah, me, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what do you Damn, want me to say? Yeah. Yo, I mean, cause I mean, I, I remember, um, when young jock had told a story about when him, Diddy and Cassie was in the club. And Diddy saw like some uh some model type chick and she had like her hair shaved. Mm-hmm. And Diddy was like up here or whatever, and like young Jock and Cassie was like on the couch. Diddy yelled at Cassie, he was like, Yo, Cassie, tomorrow you shaving the side of your head. And Jock was like, What the fuck kind of request is that to make of somebody just randomly? And then like be like, How do you feel about this? Um Jock was like, Ask Cassie, how do you feel about it? He was like, Well, I mean, you know, it's it's Puff, you know, I, 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 I got to do what he say. You know, I do it. You know, if he asked me, I'll do it. So it was like, yeah, that's weird as fuck. Like, and lo and behold, a couple months later, she had that head shaved. Yeah, and I mean, and that doesn't even get into the accusations of, you know, him pulling her hair out and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, oh. accusation. I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to be yeah. irresponsible with that. Absolutely. But there, there is that 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 rumor floating around, but. A lot of the stuff in in just in regards to his predilections and how extreme he was living from a from a social perspective. Again, like you got stories, you got multiple stories from Fifty. You got stories from fucking Exhibit resurfacing of all people. Fabulous, Fab, yeah. Fab had had a had a couple of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like it's, call them it, and and I mean in that alone, like that you know, but it's that alone, like you know, hey, if you if you like men too. Cool, whatever. But it's just like you said, all the stories, and then you know a lot of these people kind of did some shit against their will. Like definitely, it's alleged. It's, it seems like a lot of um, damn, what y'all call it, man? Uh, a power, a power, um, power dynamic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, uh, very much so using that power dynamic in his favor. Um, because like even because you got to think, bro. Like in that one clip. When Diddy was kept calling up, it was Fabulous or somebody else in that room, Daddy. And it was like, yo, why don't we do such and such no more? Why don't you come to the parties no more? And that nigga just got visibly uncomfortable. And like, these ain't, ain't some soft, you know, I'm not going to defend myself type of dudes. Like, they just kind of shrink. They just kind of shrink a little bit and just like, man, I, oh, man, I'm good, bro. You know, oh, man, y'all see you on the next one. Ha, ha. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's a lot of weird energy on that, so. And, and the power dynamic is is especially important because it's 
it's one of those things where you get you get hints of stuff mm-hmm. about Diddy, right? You get you get small tidbits that like put you in this headspace where you can believe that he's blatantly abusive to his to his sexual partners. You get yeah. these tidbits here and there, and you can kind of follow breadcrumbs and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And then, so a lot of people are saying, well, you have these men that are willing to talk about, you know, this stuff in regards to his sexual, pre- you know, predilections, but not necessarily talking about explicit stuff in regards to the abuse situation. And I think that's where the power dynamic comes in, right? Where you're mm-hmm. talking about literally one of the most powerful men in black entertainment, like oh, yeah. a guy who a guy who can make or break your career fairly easily for a lot of these, like, you know, you know, newer artists, up and coming artists, like. There, there was a point where, like, I think, and I think that's why, like, Fifty was like pretty okay being steadfast in his like critique of it because Fifty was at a point where he had an empire himself and he felt like he could weather, he could do all this kind of stuff. But there are probably a lot of people who saw stuff that probably mm-hmm. made a business decision, and I'm not saying that's right, but a lot of people probably saw stuff, maybe heard stuff, maybe you know could have said something, done something in mm-hmm. some sort of fashion, a little bit more than what they did. And they probably made a business decision because this is a motherfucking billionaire who runs an industry, especially especially at certain points. Like, I think a lot of people who are who are younger don't fully understand that there were points in the late 90s, early 2000s where Diddy was synonymous with with hip hop in America. Where like he was like he was the guy Uh -uh, like uh -uh, he was he he was it. Yeah. So. I, th- I think the power dynamic conversation is extremely important to talk about in regards to why there may be stuff that didn't come out until now or why like there's stuff that like happened and people kind of like pussyfoot around it a little bit. Yeah. Philosophical question. You know how they say like absolute power corrupts people. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think there's something like in the process of attaining like that amount of wealth or that amount of power that just, and then like, you just kind of get so much in this pattern of you always get your way. So you just kind of start thinking that it don't matter. Like I, I always get my way. Like, because at first, like people literally throw themselves at you, throw things at you, give you gifts, give you all this love. And, you know, especially men in power, we're not going to sit up here and act like women don't throw themselves at them all the time. So I guess after a certain time, when you go through life, you kind of like your mentality, your, your, your worldview gets a little bit jaded. And then you have access to getting to, you know, some some wild shit. Do you think it would corrupt most people? Yes. Mm. Very very simple, straightforward answer. Yes. I like that you said that. I don't I don't think anything's impossible. Like I legitimately don't. I don't think anything's impossible. But mm. I think it is extremely, extremely difficult to be an ethical billionaire. You know, like mm. I like I think that like by virtue of how much wealth he's he's accumulated at this point. And and we don't even have to speculate on Puff Cause like because there's a lot of people where like you can maybe like split hairs on what they've done and what they've used their money for. You know, I'm thinking, you know, the you know, the the Bill Gates of the world and that kind of thing and his, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation nonprofit with the largest war chest war chest in the history of any nonprofit, that kind of stuff. Like you could probably split hairs with, with Bill Gates and and you know, that ilk. But with Diddy, you kinda know the kind of situations that he was putting, say his artists in to kind of build his, his wealth. Right. So a a man that's willing to like step on like anyone and anything to kind of amass that kind of situation, uh, who, who knows what else he's capable of, man. And I, I, and I think that you articulated it beautifully, right? It's like you, you've stepped on 
a ton of people to get to get where you're at, right? And mm-hmm. you've stepped on people and you've got this wealth that affords you this status where you can effectively get whatever you want. And I and I, I don't think a lot of people fully understand what it's like to have that amount of money. Like I, right. I remember when I when I stepped up a little bit in tax bracket, the amount of the, the stuff that I was able to have access to like shocked say like even my family right like i would say like you guys shouldn't shouldn't buy these type of headphones you should buy these type of headphones you know like like i'm like i've i've been exposed to this now and like Don't you should, flesh you should. On them, bro. give us give us a good example like what's what's one thing no, like, 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 shocked that i mean like, i mean i fuck? mean i mean like 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 for example like um but anyway but like so so you so even even like taking a step from like lower class like an upper middle class kind of guy like the exposure that you get from that is is astronomical now take a step to like being like richer than like the vast majority of human history when you're diddy right yeah so the access of what he had like the what he has access to is probably unfathomable to most of us regular people and then imagine if somebody tells him no like how does he react oh you're finding a way around that it's like what you mean though you know, somebody like tells him no in any in any given situation. Just like pick a situation. Somebody tells him no. What do you think happens? He turning it into a yes somehow, some way. I'm thinking like, oh, the restaurant's closed, the store yeah. is closed. This is already sold. Like you can't you can't buy it. This is sold for somebody else. It's already been sold. Mm-hmm. But or like I'm or th- like the <laughs> the store with the plastic surgeon with Cassie, right? It's like it's like I don't like the work that came out of this plastic surgery. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. So, and again, allegations, um, allegations, protecting ourselves, but there was the story of, you know, Cassie having, you know, work done on her breast. Did he have very specific requirements on what he wanted to look like? The, the procedure was done. He didn't like the work. He basically forced her back on the table very soon, which is Dang. dangerous, right? Yeah, it's it's extremely dangerous. Like that's not what happens. And again, this is this is a story, you know, per the per that team that that performed the procedure and like looked after Cassie, you know, mm-hmm. during during both of them. And Cassie was just like, per them, you know, is is you know what Diddy says goes. And you know, I think like the part of the mentality behind that part of it is. I'm like, this is a commodity. You know what I'm saying? Like, this mm. is, I'm making money off of this. Mm. If them titties ain't right, you know, fuck, fuck the humanity behind it. But like, nah, the titties ain't right. I've envisioned some good old C cups, not too big, not too small, in this dress, on this photo shoot, on this date, and that shit ain't right. And I've already spent like $100,000 on this lavish, you know, Mm-hmm. facility or whatever like you know what I'm saying to produce this product to make to help you come out like you know what I'm saying for your rollout of some shit and I and that shit actually correlates like on much lower scales just when people negate someone's humanity just because they have like a timeline of when they think something should happen like nigga that's like you know what I'm saying every every day at work it's like everything mm-hmm. always needs to be done ASAP mm-hmm. who the like so the, if it don't get done tomorrow what the fuck is gonna happen like most of the time, if it don't get done tomorrow, hell, even next week, what is gonna happen? Good call. Yeah, but just fifty cent. I tell you, I don't think he really cares about uh 
victims like that, but when that nigga got an enemy, bro, I tell you, you that that nigga is going balls to the wall. Oh yeah, it's one it's one hundred percent self serving. He ain't he don't give a shit about these victims. Well, I, I don't know that. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> Let not, me not, not put words. Let me not put words in that man's mouth like that. Right, but right. I do think it's it's primarily his personal vendettas on his Absolutely. mind. One hundred percent. This is just like this thing. Like, oh my nigga, I'm gonna kill you now. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Checkmate. But I gotta wonder, is Diddy? I ain't gonna beat the shit into the into the like into the ground. But you gotta for every action, there's gotta be a reaction. Like, you know what is what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, he's on the offensive now, man. He's putting out statements and shit on Instagram or what the fuck ever. You know, saying like, you know, people are hitting, targeting him for cash grabs and that kind of shit. So I, I imagine if he's if he's willing to take that step publicly, I can only imagine what he's again with his power, with his influence, with his wealth, what he's willing to do behind the scenes. Okay. Again, assuming that he's trying to suppress like actual allegations right. and not trying to fight off, you know, fa- falsehoods. Yeah. But again, a lot of people saying it, man, like, you know, it, like, uh, you know, one one person lying is 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 probable. Lots of people lying gets less and less probable. Hey, look, there's been a lot of smoke for a long time. So there's part it's, part of the force. It's is fire, on fire somewhere, baby. man. It's fire part somewhere. Of the, part of the force, you know, it was on was a little bit on fire. Goddamn, it's on fire at least. All right, what else you what you what you got for the good people? Man, shit, I kind of wanted to go into. Um, am I the asshole for telling my daughter she is average looking? Oh, good one. I got it too. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I have a very insecure daughter who has a depressingly unhealthy obsession with her looks. Yesterday, I decided to sit her down to chat with her about this, to discuss what's bothering her, and to see if she's willing to visit a therapist. She told me she didn't want to talk about it, but as her mother, of course, I'm going to be worried about her, so I insisted. And she finally agreed. A few minutes into this conversation, she asked exactly this. Mom, I want you to be completely honest with me. That means no sugarcoating. The kids at my school think I'm ugly and say I look like a bird because I have a big nose. Do you really think I'm beautiful or are you just lying? I'm an honest person, so I gave her the most honest answer I had. I told her she was average looking like most people in the world are and that it's not a bad thing to have an average appearance. She immediately got up and left without saying a word and just went into her room for the rest of the night. That's just a lose-lose situation. I I really don't think it is. Really? Okay. All right. You okay? Because you're gonna say some like you're gonna say some smart, profound shit. Like you're gonna like close the case. I'm just gonna get my done. I'm not. I'm not gonna close the case because because I, okay. I don't think it's a. I don't. I don't think it's a closed case. I think it's an open ended okay. kind of like we got to work through this shit together kind of case. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want me to say my dumb shit first? <laughs> <laughs> What that was a lose lose situation, Josh. What the fuck was I supposed to say? Go for like, it. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, man. Say your dumb shit right now. Like what was I supposed to say to that, man? Like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay, what the hell was her daughter th- expecting her mama to say? And how do you think you look? Like, I mean, okay, if you okay, so I, I as a nigga with some with some mental health issues, you know, I don't have those. You know what I'm saying, but. I, on some level, I kind of understand, like you know, your mind is going n- places. I'm you know what I'm saying? This, this nigga was like, "No, nah, I, I know I'm good looking." You know, my nah, nah, it wasn't even that. Di- my mental health <laughs> issues a little bit different than that shit. You know, I it know wasn't I even that. You know, I know I'm trying I to relate, but 
I don't, you know what I'm saying, bro? I tell you, they 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 left my packet of sauce when I picked up the food. I'm trying to tell you, baby. Um, but it's like, for one, your mom's been telling you you're beautiful all your life. Has been trying to encourage you and build you up all your life. The kids at school say, yo, you look like a bird. And she probably, you know, like that's what's just, you know, what kids do. It's, it can be brutal at times. Mm-hmm. But she probably not even like a bad looking girl. Is she the most beautiful girl in the school? Probably not. But if you say, Mom, give me the God's honest truth, how do you think I look? And are you just lying to me when you tell me I'm beautiful? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was a I thought it was like the dad. Cause when I read like the title, I was like, man, goddamn, the dad fucked it up. I know the mama would have just sat there and lied to her. It's like, oh, my God, you are the most beautiful girl in the world. Like, you have the most beautiful soul. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You are beautiful. You know, that was probably the correct answer. But the mom was just like, actually, man, you're pretty fucking average. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I guess being called average is, is damn so not a compliment. I mean, <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm saying this as an as a, as a average-looking guy. Like I don't think it's a I don't think it's a thing, but I think that like it, it's it's very complicated when you're dealing with children because what you have to do is balance the realities of how difficult it can be to be a young person trying to develop in the social context of the world with trying to make them well-adjusted adults, right? Because if you're mm-hmm. if you're really doing the child rearing thing appropriately, you're not raising children, you're raising, you know, people to be good adults, that kind of situation. Right. But uh, like, like the example I always give is, you know, how, how me and my sisters always work really hard when we didn't have a lot of money to make sure that my older nephews, especially had like nice shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people would say like, Oh, you know, they shouldn't give a damn about having nice shoes because you know, it's just a waste of money. Nobody really cares about all that kind of stuff. And like from an adult perspective, yes, that makes perfect sense. But it's also like childhood isn't fucking adulthood. Right. Like they have to learn how to navigate the world and have to be comfortable in those like social situations. And those social situations have rules. And like, are you going to cripple your child in those social situations that have rules at the detriment of their immediate comfort? Because you want them to be like fine when they're fucking 35. I just think that that's a very difficult conversation to have so i think if i was talking to a 35 year old or like trying to prepare somebody to be a good 35 year old i think the mom did the right thing i don't necessarily know if she did the right thing about a 14 year old trying to navigate middle school early high school and deal with the anxieties and the social pressures of that so of, of that like social circumstance because again the rules are a little a little bit different and I think that like sometimes when we get old, we forget what it was like to have to navigate those those fucking high school hallways, man. Like that shit is not mm-hmm. like like that shit is not the same as like it's not exactly the same. I do and, and I do think that like, you know, high school has a lot of correlates to, you know, the adult world and that kind of thing. And I can I can see those like pretty clearly. But like you gotta you gotta be able to support your kids on navigating like that situation for them to be happy and successful too, because I think that being successful in that aspect kind of helps you in, in, in life. Like a lot of my confidence now is because I had a good, a good confident high school situation, right? Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can see, and I can see the people that did that's like the people that didn't like show up that shows up pretty well too. So I think it's nuanced. I don't know. I don't know if she did the right thing, 
But I I don't necessarily know if she did the wrong thing either. I think it's a conversation. I think that conversation. I, I, yeah, I don't think this is uh, only time could tell if she did the quote unquote right or wrong that's thing. A good, that's a good point. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, what do do we have any words of what maybe she should have said? Man, so so <laughs> so, so okay. So so here so here's my thing. Right here's my thing. Here's my thing. With confidence, I think that when we get to be adults that are confident people, we also forget that you had to build that on the foundation of somebody usually telling you some shit that wouldn't that that wasn't that true, right? So like, mm-hmm. I remember, I like I, one of the things that I'm supremely confident on. I'm not I'm not confident on my looks at all. Um, well, not not unconfident, but it's like I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm good looking, right? I think I'm, I think I'm a five out of five. Average, I know, I know guy. a lot of people who say who say otherwise. You got, you just don't want to accept it. No, ten, 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 four. But what happens is, you know, they they conflate intelligence and all that kind of stuff with with other things. It's it's very common. And what I am supremely confident on is my intelligence. And oh, I remember, no. and I remember. When I became confident in my intelligence, mm-hmm. and it was because I did some very basic shit when I was like four or five years old, and like people around me were like, "Oh my god, you're so fucking smart," and I internalized that, yeah. and that and that kind of foundational shit has carried yeah. me through my entire life, right? So yeah. I think that on some level, you know, like, and I and I probably did some shit that probably was like some, you know, from an adult perspective, like some dumbass shit, right? I put a fucking, you know square in a fucking square peg or some shit you know what i'm saying like some very basic like shit and everybody's like oh my god yeah yeah so i do think on some level you kind of got to big these kids up to give them that foundational confidence to kind of carry them through life and if they're really confident through life they'll start realizing some realities as they get a little bit older right they may be like oh you know you know my mom told me i was i was beautiful but i'm really just average you know, and and I'm yeah. fine with that because I've now built up a, a a wall of of and you know and a foundational base of confidence to kind of do that stuff. So I'm leaning towards that the mom should have just been like, "Hey man, I think you're beautiful," and that's not even a lie, right? That's not even that's not even a lie because uh, 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 beauty is is there's there are there are definitely some societal standards of beauty and i think those may be different community to community like you know you know black versus white people you know think about shit differently that kind of stuff but like her saying you are beautiful to me or like i think you're beautiful probably would have sent the right message and wouldn't necessarily be a lie i think she probably has said that to her daughter many times and she was like it just got to a point where we just reached the bedrock <laughs> of this conversation it was like all right goddamn it yeah average baby i'm sorry but still, I'm with you on that because I, you know, maybe that's that one more time, baby. You are beautiful to me, and I know, like, you know, you you're in high school, like, you know, you got to deal with these kids every day. Fuck them, first of all. What I want to instill in you is for you to look at yourself and you, for you to tell yourself that you are beautiful, even if you don't feel like it right now, even if you don't mean it right now. I want you to get used to telling yourself that you are beautiful because it only matters what you think about yourself first and foremost. And goddamn it. I guarantee you, 10 years down the line, you're going to be looking better than half of the motherfuckers that was saying anything about your looks. Like, this is not the end for you. Like, I think you're beautiful right now. And just imagine how you're going to be next year, next whatever. Like, just give her some, build her up, mm-hmm. give her words of encouragement, give her something to look forward to. Like, but I ain't going to lie, though, bro. You just unearthed like a trauma that I had forgot about when you said that you had, uh, that, you know, like you, you, 
<laughs> you based like the confidence from your intelligence off of like, you know, like the adults around you, like clapping for like maybe something simple, right? I remember, I think I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like my biological dad wasn't around. Mm-hmm. And I knew him, but, you know, he wasn't around, like, you know what I'm saying? So I learned to cook eggs. Like, eggs was the first thing I learned how to cook. I could learn how to scramble them motherfuckers. Now, nigga, I got so good at making eggs. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't nobody, nigga, it wasn't nobody fucking with my scrambled eggs. I know. Stand on your shit, bro. Stand on, Stand your on shit. it, bro. I'm talking about fluffy. Golden, bruh. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, man, like about a year or so later, I had a, I met up with my dad. He came back around and I was excited. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, guess what? Like, I learned how to make eggs. I can cook. I can make eggs. And he just said, hey, everybody can make eggs. Anybody can make eggs. And I just remember being so dejected, like, damn. I guess, like, and he didn't he didn't realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like what mm-hmm. he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he like and, and like years later, like a, another time when he came back into my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, a, I'm a in my early twenties, somewhere around there, like late teens, early twenties, whatever. And like he was talking about him being like an absent father. He was like, man, shoot, like, you know, my dad wasn't around for me. He was like, man, shoot, I, I ain't know how to be no damn father. And I remember at that time, thinking back to that time we was at that table, and I told you I knew how to make eggs. And you were just mm-hmm. like, anybody could do that. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's like that I kind of shit matters, man. And it's like, yeah. Because, like, you know, and I've, I've spoken at length about it, but it's, you know, my father wasn't around my early, my early childhood. He came back around in the picture, you know, when I was a teenager. And one of the things that that he did, cause I cause I was I was very I was very difficult when he came back around. And I remember, you know, me and him having the conversations about how I was, you know, I was a I was a dickhead. And, you know, from his perspective, it was kind of justified. But, you know, just imagine like, you know, you ain't been there, you coming back into, you know, the life of a motherfucker that's, you know, 14, 15, think he got everything figured out. You know, I'm like, I got, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do. Like I'm making it, you know, that kind of shit, whatever. I don't, I don't need, I ain't needed you this whole time. And you just come back around all this kind mm. of shit. You just cause problems, all this, whatever, you know? Yeah. But anyway, but he took a, he took one of the, one, one of the many things other than like continuously coming back, despite me being a fucking asshole, um, was he took That's a profound interest in like stuff that I did. And he always big me up, right? So like, one of the one of the primary things was he asked me like what music I liked one time, and at the time and si- at the time and still, you know, my favorite rapper was Jay Z, and I remember one time, um, don't don't judge me y'all, but I was going I was going through his shit, like he was you know he was down on the couch, I'm like I'm finna see what's going on with this shit, so I'm going through his shit, and the motherfucker had went and bought every Jay Z album. Like that had been released up to that point. Wow. And he was listening. He was listening to him, so that he could relate to me on some wow. shit that I liked. So he, you know, he asked me. He asked me. Like I was very. I was at that point. You know, that was probably when I was truly like becoming interested in science, not on some like oh I'm just doing shit just because. Like I like really into it. I was really interested. In it. So he like would ask me what I was reading, and like he would go reading, and then he would always encourage me to like, you know, like he would, you know. 
you know, like I, I remember, you know, I asked him for a chemistry set one time, like something that was mm-hmm. fairly expensive for the day. You know, like I asked him, for, like I had a telescope, I asked him for another telescope, like that kind of stuff. He always yeah. told me, you know, I was smart and he always beat me up for working hard. He always beat me up in sports. He he he's the only person that came to every single one of my games. Him, well, him and one of my sisters. I had one sister that never missed a single game. My father also never missed a single game. So it was like having that kind of like stuff in your corner from an adult perspective helps build that kind of foundation. And I just think that even if it may be involved some level of embellishment that like people should think about how they do that in a way that helps develop those foundations for the kids. And I don't, and again, I don't know, I don't know like how you balance that with making them good adults because adults have to deal with harsh realities all the time. But I think that that's part of, what you got to deal with as a parent that's that, that's parenthood my bad true, but I, that shit is like those harsh realities is gonna happen regardless because life going life even when you're little so facts. why not big them up you facts. know what i mean facts like what like how does like man i don't know man i'm so on the fence about this that's why i want to talk about this one because like because yeah. i'm with you but it's also like man i just i just really see both sides i really see both sides oh <sighs> I, cause, so for one, like, I, cause I have to wonder because like it's just something I never really thought about too much in depth, at least or at least maybe not for a long time, right? So, hearing how you were saying that, uh, you know, your dad took a vested interest in you and your likes to 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 get back in your life and to be relatable to you, to be a father to you, while I while I had like a stepdad. And I had a really close relationship with my stepdad. Like, thank God I did have, like, a, a man in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I had a good relationship with him. That was, like, my real dad. But it's still things that that I didn't have that, you know, that you mentioned on. Like, you know, should I play football? But they wasn't at all my games. Hell, they wasn't at damn They wasn't at most of them. Of course, you know, niggas got to work. So, you know, you get it. But just imagine, like, what if – what would that have done for my self-esteem or what would that have done for my mentality if they were able to come to my games and be at all my games? What if I did have more cheerleaders and more supporters? Because, ah, man, my, my I, I've had so many instances where instead of people, uh, instead of um, being lifted up, man, like I was torn, torn down, like when I'm mm-hmm. little, by, by like, you know, people who are close. Like my brother, for instance, like, you know, I've spoken on that before, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. That's that's not you. You should not talk to a child the way my brother talked to me. You know what I'm saying. So, and it's just kind of going through life. I just kind of developed this own um, mentality of uh, humility, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like when things don't go my way, or like if people don't show up for me, it's like oh, okay, it, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm used to this. And on some level, I've always just had this thing of like I'm used to this, and that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and it's like, man, you really want to like when we are looking to prepare people for the harsh realities. I think that like a good thing to to, th- to keep in mind is what you is what you said is that the harsh realities are going to be there regardless. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that you need to like. And again, I'm still piecing piecing together my thoughts on this, but like I don't necessarily think you need to need to go out of your way to be a harsh reality provider for your kids. Yeah. I think you kind of need to be that that foundation 
of support and that foundation of of confidence to kind of give them those you know to to use another josh analogy which i think is a good one to give them that, that like emotional like bank account where you're constantly you know making deposits for them right because of the because the world is gonna make withdrawals absolutely like the, the world is gonna make withdrawals regardless so i think i would i would lean toward in that situation the mother trying to make a, as big of a deposit as she could because the world in that in that girl situation the world was withdrawing mm-hmm. you didn't need to withdraw yeah. anymore but i, I like I, I don't I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's a clear cut situation. I, I clearly don't have the answers on this shit. Like I don't want to pretend like I got them because that's gonna be the first thing that somebody says. Like, well, you don't got the answers. I know. I'm <laughs> acknowledging. I'm not saying I do necessarily. I think I it's a hard. I just think it's hard, man. I think it's hard. I got a suggestion. Maybe not the answer. No, nah, I think that's it. Like, I, I, I because for one, like hindsight is twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Because I fucked up like that before. Because I'm an honest person too. And I don't have the words for, you know, you, you know, a critical a critical conversation happens, and you don't have the words to match the need of that critical moment, and you just speak, say say whatever you feel bluntly. There's no malice behind it, like you mean well, but the messaging you use in that current moment just does not fucking land. And then when you look back on it, it's like, oh my god, I could have said so many different things. I could have said that so much differently, but. The ultimate thing I think that um that ties that whole thing together is like, hey, it's not too late. That damage can be repaired, especially like you know, there's the damage between like a mother and a daughter because that definitely did some damage. Um, is taking steps like uh, your dad did, actively trying to, you know, show up and show out for you, and you know, like those areas of importance. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. I think that's how she can kind of like move past that. Yeah, man, most definitely. But you know, if your partner can't be unapologetically themselves, you know, you might be seeing a red flag. However, if you're looking at the the checks and balances of your emotional bank account, and you know the the person may be withdrawing more mm. than they're depositing, you know, they might be waving a red flag. This has been waving the red flag podcast. Uh, it has been Alvin. It has been Josh. Again, you know, Eddie has been dealing with uh, Marburg syndrome. Um, Mark again, Wahlberg syndrome? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg syndrome. Um, well, I'll be damned. I thought that shit went extinct. <laughs> yeah, it just it just includes a, a dose of racism. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, may, we, may, we may cut that one. We may cut that one. <laughs> This thing is just experiencing <laughs> tidbits of racism. Just that's a little bit. He's just like you know. He's just like you know, chilling, going into cold sweats. He may say a, say a slur every now and again. Know, right? but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he may throw a rock at somebody every now and you again. Know. And, you know. Uh, you know. Anyway, yeah, it's you know. the cousin of Tourette's. <laughs> bless him. Just bless him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, make sure that you um, again join us on the live. Make sure that you. Um, check out the Patreon. It has a lot of benefits, you know, Discord service and all that kind of stuff. Uh, special bonus episodes. Make sure that you are checking us out wherever podcasts are available. Uh, we are available on uh, Spotify. Uh, YouTube. Make sure that you're looking at the YouTube memberships, that kind of stuff. Turning on the subscriptions. Blase, blase, blah. 
Yeah, turn on them notifications, comment, all yeah, that man. good jazz. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff. the number one the podcast, right? Yeah, it is. No. It is the podcast of all time. You know, like we got to keep it that way. You know what I'm saying? We are, we are one of the fastest growing podcasts that has ever exist existed. You know that Absolutely. is that is a fact. You know what I like to say? <laughs> who do you think you are? We are, nigga. Exactly. I love. No, that who shit. do you think I am? We are. Yeah, that's it. That's what I like to say. He retired, man. R.I.P. to the legend. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, you might not have liked it, but you couldn't do shit but watch. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, all you could do is watch. That's all you could do. All you could do was watch. <laughs> it was, I tell you, that nigga was a, was a goat goddamn. Oh, my God. Just a walking sound bite. Josh, I miss right. anything? Um, Nope. Nope. That's it. That has been it. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Well, I tell you, it got a little heavy at the end. I like it. <laughs>